0: Hi, everyone. This is Steve Johnson, and thanks for listening to the PBV Pod. I am joined right now with Brandy Dye and Amy Brakeman, and we'll just start with uh, telling us what your job title is and your responsibilities. So, Brandy, we'll start with you.
1: Okay. So, my job title is Director of Innovation and Improvement, and my responsibilities right now are coaching and leading and supporting the um, turnaround schools.
0: And Amy? Um,
2: I am a curriculum specialist assigned specifically to the four turnaround schools, um, and my responsibilities include supporting the academic coaches and the leadership on each site.
0: Perfect. All right, so many people throughout the district have heard about the turnaround schools, but before we dive into what they are, could you talk about the new name for these schools, which we'll use for the rest of the conversation?
1: Perfect. I'm really glad you asked us that because... Part of our last visit with the University of Virginia, who is one of our leading partners, um, was to rebrand Turnaround with a name that was more positive and aspirational. Mm -hmm. So in working with the principals at the Turnaround Schools, we rebranded our name as the LEAD Schools, and LEAD stands for Leading, Excellence, Achievement, and Determination. So we are now the LEAD Schools.
0: Great. Okay, so that's what we'll use for the rest of the conversation lead. I'll hopefully not make a mistake and <laughs> which I tend to do um, when when things change. But all right, so let's start with just providing some background information regarding the lead schools and how they started.
1: Okay, so it really started with Castle when they received the school improvement grant. Part of the requirements of the grant were that we partner with a school turnaround program and so they actually the team that wrote the grant including Dr. Bianchi had interviewed two different um, university partners that were part of school turnaround Um, one was Stanford and one was the University of Virginia and ultimately they decided to go with the University of Virginia as the leading partner that's kind of guiding the turnaround process so that's how they got started and then we worked with Brad Grumbles to Um, identify which schools we thought would be a best fit for the program just based on their current data. And obviously, turnaround is for the schools that are low-performing in our district. And um, so we identified our four lowest-performing schools, and we've moved forward with them.
0: Great. Okay, so are there going to be any new schools that are going to become lead schools next year?
1: Not next year. Um, We're hoping maybe for the nineteen twenty school year, um, given board approval, and given the data that shows that the program's working, um, we would look at bringing on more schools then.
0: Um, interim assessments are an integral part at the lead schools. How are they used to drive instruction?
2: Um, Every lead school, K through six, is required um, to take the interim assessments. This year we had six. Next year we're going to have four, so we're going to have a little less assessing. Um, And really what's driving the instruction is the protocols we've attached to that. So after you get um, your data from Illuminate, we then step into looking at how the students performed by Um, standard strand and then we align it to next steps for Mm reteach. So teachers have the ability to really look at how their students are performing, how well they're doing, and aligning the rigor to what ultimately is going to be the expectation for the the end-of-the-year assessment.
0: Um, Does each lead school have the same protocols for collaboration?
2: At the beginning we gave every lead school a sample um, that we ourselves had received from um, one of Paul Bambrick's books and they in turn have taken and kind of um, adjusted and modified to fit their specific needs. Um, Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter depending on the type of data that they're looking at but overall it's the process that they're going through is where they get the most um, bang for their buck out of the information. Mm
0: -hmm. And what are the four lead schools right now? I don't think we mentioned that yet. Yeah, so the
1: four lead schools are um, Sandrini, Seibert, Stein, and Castle. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, How does PLC time differ at a lead school than maybe the other schools in the district?
2: Um, Well, this year they all have their hour collaboration time, um, and some of the sites do a joint collaboration where every teacher is in the cafeteria or the NPR or the library, whoever it best suits. Um, And the reason for that is to kind of get cross-grade level collaboration. And it also allows for leadership to kind of move um, among teams and answer questions and give um, immediate feedback. Um, Some of the other sites are working where leadership is kind of spread out going in between, um, but overall they have a tighter um agenda for what they're going over and kind of what what the expectation is at at the end of it next year it'll look different um because they're going to a 90 minute collaboration time so for the four schools instead of having 60 minutes on a wednesday they're going to have an hour and a half so that gives them a little bit more time um to dig into the data the next steps and the planning piece for that
0: So, what are some of the positive things we've seen from the lead schools this year? It can be in terms of data or what teachers have said. uh, And, you know, feel free, whoever wants to start. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think with the lead schools, there's um, my role is really being an advocate for the lead schools. So, they have a voice here at the district office. That can really be their go between mm-hmm. um, if they need something at their school site and they're having a hard time you know getting something taken care of, I can walk down the hall and talk to whoever I need to talk to and get them immediate support. So University of Virginia calls that lever in their change initiative, differentiated support and accountability. Mm -hmm. So they really have a higher level of support, but they also have a higher level of accountability. So there's weekly check-ins. I'm in their school sites every single week. We have a protocol we go through to see if they are staying on track with their 90-day plans, Mm -hmm. if they've um, actually implemented the action steps that they say they're going to implement in order to make change happen. So it's just a constant visit, a constant coaching, a lot of coaching conversations around how to move the work forward. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the positive is that there is support, but Mm -hmm. there is accountability. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. At the teacher level, I've seen a lot of teachers who have gone from um, having conversations around feelings and uh thoughts to actually having data in their hand that helps them kind of clarify and gives focus to their teaching um i think that's very powerful for teachers when we have a lot to cover in the day um especially with the benchmark curriculum the interims really have brought some clarity and um, the coaching that's going alongside of it i think a lot of the teachers at the sites are starting to look at the coaching as more of their own on-site professional development, as opposed to um, just the process of the gotcha or the support of um, needing to make a change in, in a negative connotation. So I think a lot of those teachers are starting to see um, the positive of giving focus and clarity um, to what they're doing. It's still a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, um, but it's a lot of focused attention that then really reaps a lot of um a great reward so i think they're
1: and i'm gonna tag on to amy's um response there because i think she really hit the nail on the head and i think one of the directions the district is going is that if you want to be a leader in our district in the future you really need to be at one of these turnaround school sites Mm -hmm. the learning that's taking place um, that we're receiving from the university of virginia and then Passing on to the teachers and mm-hmm. the leadership is um, a direction that will be beneficial to the entire district. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a real positive, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's good information. All right, anything else before I ask my last question? Anything else about the lead schools that you kind of thought of uh, that you'd like to share? Um, and if not, people can definitely, if you're listening, feel free to send Brandy, Amy or even me questions and we can do a follow up mm-hmm. interview too if people have uh, you know, specific questions that Absolutely. they want to answer. I mm-hmm. think the
1: only thing I thought of when um, Amy was talking about the interim assessments, one of the things that I wish I had had when I was teaching was that real time immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, you with Illuminate, you get your results the minute yeah. the kids are done. Right. And and you really there's so much power in being able to look at that data and right. say, Oh, I need to work with these kids right now You know, I don't have to take time to grade it. It's already graded.
0: Right.
1: So it's just that immediate feedback. And the kids are even loving it. I Mm. mean...
0: Well, could you talk about the donut? (laughs) The
1: donut. So just give
0: the background of what that is. Talk about Illuminate and why people even discuss the donut.
1: So when teachers get their results from an assessment, when they first pull up the screen of their results page, um, a graphic opens up and it's a circle with a hole in the middle. But the circle is the donut and it, it shows where the class is as a whole as far as meeting standards, mm-hmm. um, standards not met, standards nearly met, and so it's color-coded. Mm-hmm. And so when the donut opens and the teachers have it on the projector, the kids get really excited to see the blue. Mm-hmm. in their donut because that means they're exceeding standards or oh, the green nice. which means they're meeting standards so when they see the blue and the green grow they get really excited and so they have donut parties and yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. the kids love their donut
0: yeah, yeah that's wonderful I mean it's talk about visible learning yes they get to see yeah visibly see you know how they're progressing
1: and I have I've even heard that they asked to see their individual mm-hmm. donut not just their class donut but they want to see I want to see my donut right yeah right it really lends itself
2: to providing students with those goal-setting conversations where we know that that's a best practice. We know um, that that works really well with students and and even teacher predictors for having them really going after a skill and wanting to set those goals. And Illuminate is just the tool that kind of puts all that together for us. The immediacy as Brandy said, um, and and the students are asking for it. It's not like um, the teachers are having to belabor it. They want to see
1: um, how they're growing and how they're doing and it's just it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, it's exciting.
1: Can I share one more exciting? So you can share as
0: much as you want. Okay,
1: so I was meeting um, at Castle with the principals Katrina and Amanda and one of the processes that we've learned through our training with University of Virginia and the Paul Bambrick Santoyo books is coaching conversations that the principals have with teachers right. and they use their interim data to guide those co- those coaching conversations, and Katrina was really excited to show me because they're piloting with one teacher each, each of the principals has one teacher that they're beginning these coaching conversations, uh-huh. and the teacher came in and was nervous at first, but once they got into the process and she understood that this is to help her grow as a professional, um, one of the questions that they chose to focus on and one of the standards, she was getting 17%. Mm-hmm. was was where they were at, which was very poor right and through the coaching conversations and the follow up with the principal and guiding like the instruction on how to change that how to make it more impactful, she had she had made a formative assessment a common formative assessment to follow up an exit ticket, and she was so excited to go in and show Katrina that after the coaching conversations that her kids were at seventy two percent mastery, oh. so going from that just you know Really poor result to a coaching conversation with the principal that changed your teaching and changed student learning to a seventy-two percent. Right, um, was really exciting. So that was a fun conversation that I had in one of my recent weekly site visits. Right, and
0: talk about collective efficacy—that's something yeah. to build on right mm-hmm. there as a you know between the administrator, the teacher, and probably even the whole team. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Know. Well, and what we find too is when teachers see those kind of results, then. Mm-hmm. Other teachers want that. Right. Well, I want those results for my class. Can I have that coaching conversation Definitely. too? Definitely. Mm-hmm. So just learning that it's not a bad thing, right. you know, and and those co- coaching conversations are really effective. Well, when mm-hmm.
0: you can when you see that something's working,
1: Right. you mm-hmm. you
0: want to do it too. Absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. What book or books would you recommend teachers and administrators read in order to stay up to date with the best practices being used at the lead schools? Mm.
1: Okay, so Amy and I had talked about this, and we would say everything Paul Bambrick Santoyo, which includes the first one that they gave us, and you can see I have my book here.
0: Uh, she's it holding has, it up right now. Has
1: a million tabs in <laughs> it, it is, a million it different is post-its. Up. <laughs> Uh But if this one's Leverage Leadership. This is the first one they started us with. Right, that's a good one. And then from that, we went to Driven by Data. Nice. Again, all marked of, up. Yes, tons of post its in it. And then the most recent one we got from our last training with them was Get Better Faster. So all these are Paul Bambrick, Santoyo. And then I had mentioned to you, Steve, um, one that I'm reading right now by Rebecca DeFore. Let me look, I have to look at the picture of it real quick. Is, uh, I lost my picture.
0: Well, as you're getting it, I really like Get Better Faster. I'm mm-hmm. on page 107, mm-hmm. I think, right now. <laughs> okay. Amy and I were talking about that story, um, and I I think it's a great tool for coaches to, to use. Mm-hmm. Um, the Get Better Refa- Get Better Faster scope and sequence seems mm-hmm. to be really helpful mm-hmm. and uh, something that'd be great for all coaches and teachers to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Just. That that flow.
2: Yeah, they have the the flow, the trajectory for the management and the rigor piece. And I think even as a classroom teacher, for you to look at that and self-assess, right, um, would be a good thing to even approach your coach and say, okay, I Definitely. feel like I'm in this area, but I want to be here. Like right. I want to move myself professionally. Can you help me do that? It's that a would good be way if...
0: to um, to see what the expectations are, absolutely, and to. Make the decision. Okay, here's how I'm going to get better. Right. Yeah. So it's all bit visible learning too. Absolutely. And
1: yes. I love what Amy just said because I think one of the things that we forget about as professionals, we can't see ourselves teaching. Right? Oh yeah. So I can't. I can't help myself get better. I need somebody else, my coach, to come mm-hmm. in and see me teaching and then offer suggestions and provide feedback
0: or any mm-hmm.
1: information that will help me improve because it's hard to improve when you're just alone in a classroom. Oh, definitely. I mean, I even
0: tweeted out recently. In doing this podcast, the verbal tics that I have Mm -hmm. and the way that I talk, the things that would make my speech more clear, I I hear that when I'm listening to the podcast. I mean, it's there. It's right in front of me. And so I can work on the Mm -hmm. saying like too much or my ums or or whatever it is. So just imagine if I video myself filmed myself teaching
1: right right, and
0: being able to see am i standing up straight am i giving clear instructions uh, the, i mean mm-hmm. it, and having someone in the room telling you those things is important too yeah,
1: absolutely so,
0: okay uh-huh. brady what was the last book so the
1: last book is called amplify your impact it's coaching collaborative teams and plcs at work and it's rebecca DeFore. Rebecca
0: all right perfect mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's it for now. Um, it, it, for anyone listening, feel free to reach out to Brandy, Amy, or myself if you have any other questions you'd like asked. I always love talking to Brandy and Amy, so it's a treat for me to do it. So, <laughs> so send your questions in if you have any. So thank you so much.
1: All right. Bye. Thank you.